1: I think we've heard uh, over and over again the importance of uh, healthy prostates. And, and, you know, it's interesting because a lot of men are finally feeling a little more comfortable talking about it. It's almost the way it was a number of years ago when we were talking about women's health care issues. Dr. Nathan Talker is a family physician at Copeman Healthcare Center, joins us today. Hello, Dr. Talker hi there thanks for having me on Uh, yeah you bet are we starting to see maybe um, a narrowing in terms of the difference in years of life expectancy especially when we were talking about prostates
0: uh yes i i would say so you know classically uh we've always seen women living uh longer but now men are doing a little bit better we're catching up uh and it's uh I would say it's due to better surveillance, and in particular, you know prostate health has become more and more of a concern. There's been a lot of famous people that have joined the push uh, to help with diagnosis and awareness and um, well I think as the medical community, we're very thankful for that, so uh, it has helped us tremendously because men are now coming in and asking the right questions.
1: Yeah, and and see, that's what I mean, especially when we talk about women's health care issues versus men. I think they're a little behind just because they haven't felt as comfortable talking about it. But when we talk specifically about men's health, uh, it is the prostate is is the focus. So how prevalent are prostate health issues?
0: Well, you know, uh, every man has a prostate. So uh, in case somebody didn't know, uh, that's true. And it does need to be checked. And it affects up to one in six men, um, typically older men. However, it can start as early as uh, 40 years old and it can start out with some difficulty with urination. Um, However, I will say that if a man lives long enough, and this is an interesting statistic, uh, if you live long enough by 90 years old, approximately four out of five men Will uh, suffer from prostate cancer, so there is some normalcy to it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it, it would be nice to live till you're ninety.
0: <laughs> well, you can live well uh, up until ninety if you're doing all the right things. Yeah. So uh, it's a it's a different it's a different take on things nowadays, and we're seeing men do better because they are more in tune with screening as opposed to being afraid to ask the right questions to their physician.
1: Well, and and get into the screening side of things then, when it comes to the prostate, what does it involve? you know because that's usually what stops men from even going to
0: their doctor (laughs) yeah absolutely um you know the the typical screening methods were previously involving a rectal exam which is still done at times however it has fallen out of vogue just a little bit because there are other tests in the works that are helping us out and the The first test, of course, is the prostate-specific antigen, is also known as a PSA. A lot of men are familiar with this, and you start doing that uh, right around the age of 50. Uh, at Copeman, we actually do it at 40 because we like to get an idea of what the baseline number is for a patient, and see how quickly it's accelerating. Um, the nice thing about a PSA is that if if it is accelerating, it gives us a suspicion to investigate further. And what we do is we employ a number of tools to sort of put together puzzle pieces as to whether or not this is truly a prostate cancer issue versus just typical, like, inflammation of the mm. prostate, which can be due to a number of a number of things, but then, on top of that, for screening, uh, if your PSA is elevated, we look at prostate ultrasounds, prostate MRI, and of course, uh, at times, a uh, a biopsy, which hopefully isn't needed, but uh, can be invaluable in diagnosing
1: the cancer. Are, are there steps, Nathan, that men can take to ensure that their prostate stays healthy?
0: I would say so. Um, you know, it's again, it's a there is some normalcy to this disease, and that's why we have to. Uh, admit that we still need to look at it on a recurrent basis. Mm-hmm. However, um, the, the steps that people want to take are typically along the lines of a very healthy weight. Uh, men who are obese typically have a little bit higher risk. Um, smoking can considerably increase uh, risk with prostate uh, as well as bladder issues, bladder cancer. And then, of course, um, some medications uh, need to be reevaluated because they can contribute to falsely, um, they're sort of hiding prostate cancer. So we do need to review those at times.
1: What treatment options are there if you were diagnosed with prostate cancer?
0: Well, there's a number of treatment options that are being developed. Um, the, I, I should highlight that you sometimes need to look at, is this prostate cancer versus just enlarging prostate? And enlarging prostate has a variety of treatments, including um, medication therapy versus surgically reducing the size. And then prostate cancer treatments have come a long ways. You don't have to have a radical prostatectomy, which is a complete removal of the prostate. That's not always the best way. Um, In fact, sometimes if the prostate cancer is very, very slow and caught very, very early, you may choose to do nothing, which is sometimes an odd thing to hear, but uh, it may not cause you any harm. But then there's radiation therapy, there's brachytherapy, and there's a number of other methods which have to be chosen specifically for the patient depending on what their biopsy results are.
1: Great information. Dr. Tacker, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Dr. Nathan Tacker, he's a family physician at Copeman Healthcare Center.
0: Calgary today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at three on News
1: Talk seven seventy Calgary.